stop wasting your biggest asset. Now, I know in this video, there are some concepts, there are some things that I'm gonna say that are definitely gonna trigger you. They may sound harsh, but that's the reality. There's no one out here sort of giving you that real talk and you may not have that person in your life, which creates this fake environment around you. But ultimately, that only leads to one place and that's, you know, sadness. Uh, so in this video, I'm gonna discuss four key concepts or four areas that I wanna discuss when it comes to your biggest asset being time around work, relationships, balance, retirement, and of course, self-awareness. So if you are interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. You can obviously consume this on the go, whether that's through the podcast, so any podcast player you use, or you can see my amazing face and uh, listen to me as we go through this on YouTube. Now, the YouTube channel is also called Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. And if you haven't already, definitely subscribe to the channel. I bring out about three to four videos every single week. Anything to do with cryptocurrency, real estate, financial freedom, and self-awareness is really what we focus Focus on the channel with. So what asset am I talking about? Uh, it's your biggest asset. You can never replicate it. You can never go back and uh, use it again. It's time. And I think for a lot of people, we don't really realize this and it takes a lot of patience and a lot of self-awareness where you can sit there and actually take time to reflect, to really understand what I mean by this concept. Now, a lot of people a few years ago, uh, you know, thought that I was being too harsh when I said, look, I don't think I can continue this friendship with you because there's no return on investment. And what I mean on return on investment, yeah, it sounds harsh and I must have used some nicer words at the time. But what I mean is your investment with time. How are you looking at time as anything different to the cash you have and, you know, when you go out there and allocate your time to go into work? Well, that's an investment of your biggest asset being time. So what I want to do is in this podcast, in this video, uh, is to really test a few concepts, trigger a few thoughts, and you may agree, may not disagree, but what I say is stay patient, listen to what I'm saying here, and there might be a few things that you pick up that you might implement into your own life, or you spend the next sort of 20, 30 minutes with me, and you realize, well, you know what, this wasn't really for me, uh, but you know, it got me through the, the train ride to work, or coming back from work, or I'm just chilling there making dinner. <laughs> The fact is that unless we start shifting our mindset when it comes to addressing time for what it actually is, our biggest asset, we will never be happy. And what I mean by happiness is balance in life, right? And so some people sort of sit there and they spend hours and hours at work. They spend hours and hours, you know, maybe figuring out their finances, right? You know, what stocks to invest in, what crypto projects I want to look at. But they don't sit there and look at, hey, maybe I should audit my time and the thing is, and I found this out the hard way, uh, obviously in my early 20s, is you can always go and make more money. You just can't have the time come back to you. And you're only 20 once and everyone older than you always says this. Now, even for me, I'm turning 29 this year. And I look back and I see someone 22, 23, 24, and they're saying, I want to do this and this. And I'm like, whoa, you got time on your side, right? You've got so much you can look forward to, you will never get this time back. A lot of people also say this, you know, your parents might be it, you, you might say it yourself or your uncles and aunties, they say, oh, you know, the best years are the uni days or the best years are high school days. And then what happens after that? It, you know, oh, then you're going to start working and work's crap, trust me. Okay, but does work have to be crap? Like, let's just put it into perspective. You're saying the best days of your life are maybe the three or four years you spend at uni or the three or four years of, you know, senior schooling. 
and then what, 40 years of working in jobs that you don't like? How are we going to rewire the way that we think about these things? Now, of course, there's going to still be some people and I, I think it's going to be greater than 90% of people listening to this or have been sent this link by someone to go, hey, maybe you should check this out because it's exactly what we're talking about but we just didn't know how to articulate it properly is that you won't do anything. You'll sleep at the wheel when it comes to really how do I utilize the best asset I have available to me. It's finite and the other thing with it is that with say something like cash, right? It sits in your bank account. You don't think the money that's sitting there, maybe it's $30,000, $40,000, whatever it is, or the money that you have invested in your assets like, you know, crypto, stocks or, you know, real estate. Tomorrow you wake up, it doesn't go to zero, right? Like most of the, the good stuff that you've researched and they're good projects with fundamentals, they're not going to go from where you're at to zero. The money that you have sitting in your account, if it's $30,000, it's not going to just go to zero out of nowhere, right? There's a high probability it won't happen. But when it comes to time, we only have one life, right? I could walk downstairs and get hit by a truck and that's it. You go straight to zero. And this is where I think the focus on how we think about time needs to change. And to be honest, it's how I was taught. It's how you probably were taught as well, that we need to follow this criteria of doing certain things and not questioning the system. I love to question the system. That's why I'm here, right? And I think that the way that I was wired just meant that I was to pursue this and to be able to be in a position to help you guys realize these things as well. I, I think, you know, yes, I was wired differently, but there were a lot of things that I had to do outside of my comfort zone, which I was totally comfortable doing, has allowed me to be in a place where I'm following my passion, love what I do, helping people, and I feel like a sense of purpose when I, you know, wake up on Monday morning. For me, I, I'm running my own business and obviously for some of you guys that are new to the channel may not know that I'm a buyer's agent. So outside of the world of YouTube, and I definitely love enjoying, you know, creating YouTube content for you guys, is that I am a full-time buyer's agent. I have a company and I have three or four people in my team that work full-time with me. So when it comes to addressing time and what I'm doing with it, We've got, to, we've got to take a few steps back before we can move forward. And what I mean by this is it's not that I'm coming out here and just saying, oh, look, look what I do now and this is why I do it. It's just to give you some context that I'm not just some guy that came up on YouTube and I got lucky because I found something I like and it makes me a lot of money and I get to help people. No, there was a period there of just years and years of tasting, of testing things which I was comfortable doing because I was so internally okay and confident with my sense of security and my curiosity in terms of going, well, what happens if I try something and I'm actually really good at it? If I'm really good at it, well, the next 40 years is going to go by like a breeze and I'm actually going to enjoy working. So I often refer to working life as 40 years. Uh, for some, it might be less than that. Some, it might be more than that. And my job here is to just educate you to start questioning the system that we don't have to accept 40 years. We can accept a lot longer because we like what we do or we can accept a lot less and then shift into something else that doesn't look like work anymore, right? So when I look at these things, uh, I just want to get some perspective out here, right? The fact is that if we live for another 40 years, you've crossed off 2020 as a year of uncertainty. So what I'm saying is, let's say you only have another 40 years to live, right? Which is a very long time. Is that if we just, for whatever reason, thought, 
well, 2020, we had the pandemic. And you know what? It was just a write-off year. It's okay. We'll do it next year. I just wanted to survive. It was it was harsh. And there's a lot of countries, there's a lot of people that are still struggling from what COVID brought. But what I'm saying is, if you just happen to still have a job, yet you took the lazy approach, which was, hey, you know what? Oh, I've gained a bit of weight. I don't want to go to the gym. Oh, I'll watch some Netflix. It's okay. I'm working from home. Oh, 2021 is going to be massive, right? The thing is, to give you perspective is if you live for another 40 years, you've wasted 2.5% of your remaining years of life. Now, for me, when I hear something like that, it triggers something internally. It gets emotional for me when I realize that, hey, that was 2.5% of my entire life that I have left. Now, the other thing we aren't taking into consideration is what happens if you only live for another five? Well, that's 20% or 25% of the remaining years you have left, you wasted because you sat there and said, oh, well, no one else is doing anything. Everyone's on the defensive. I may as well just chill out now. Fact is, I'm recording this at the end of April. We're through four months of the year already, which is 25% of the year. And that at the end of this year, right, in eight more months, will have counted for another 2.5% if you live for the next 40. So that's just to give you some perspective as to why I'm so passionate and why I took some time really trying to figure out this episode for you guys because I think there's a lot of value here. And I would love to watch this for myself as a point of reflection to understand where my mentality was, where my level of self-awareness was at the age of 28, turning 29 in a few months time. Now, as I mentioned, there's four areas that I really want to cover. So work, retirement and financial freedom, balance and purpose. Now, when it comes to work, okay, a lot of people know my views on this, but I'm going to reiterate it because I don't think many people get this, okay? When I come out here and I make YouTube videos or I'm trying to, in, you know, educate at scale through my YouTube channel to go, hey, you know what? Maybe you should start putting some money aside to invest in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s because time is on our side. And the reason I say that is not because I want you to go, oh, well, look, you can own 15, 20 properties and you can you know, be on Forbes magazine and you can do this and you can do that and flex on Instagram. I'm not saying that. The reason I say that financial education and literacy is so important and is being undervalued right now and it will continue to be undervalued is that with financial freedom comes choice. Now, I totally believe that people that work, right, you claim that you work in a job you like. And I have strategy sessions every single week and I talk to a lot of you guys where you guys go, well, you know what, retirement's okay because like I'll do this for the next 40 years, I like it. And I say, okay, cool. So... If Monday comes around, Monday morning comes around and I say to you, work for free now, would you do it? No, you wouldn't. Well, a couple of reasons. One, you're probably not in a financial situation to take on work that doesn't pay you anything. And two, you aren't really passionate about this. It doesn't give you a sense of self and sense of purpose when you go to work and do whatever you're doing. So what I'm trying to say is you can have best of both worlds. And I said this and I've clearly educated people around this with my previous videos and I'm living proof of it that you can invest into real estate and still have lifestyle. That was like a big myth that had always, you know, I grew up with it as well. Where traditional investors have gone, even today, are saying, well, no, 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 you need to buy properties that are negatively geared that take money from your pocket in the hope that you have capital appreciation and growth and you get a tax benefit where well, you forego you know 
parts of your lifestyle because you've now got, say, $200 less a week because now you need to hold this investment. And I clearly am proof that you don't need to do it that way and you will still achieve amazing results. Now, if we've now debunked that myth about investing in your 20s and going, well, I don't need to fork out money and now I can't travel and I can't go out and I don't want to live that lifestyle, Ravi. I'm only 21 and I totally agree, right? I am living proof of that concept because I took a different approach. I took the approach that for me, work was not about, hey, let's just go and build a career, a corporate career, you know, go up the corporate ladder and the hierarchy system and then eventually get to a point where I'm making but I work like a dog. That for me didn't excite me. Now, for some of you, you're ambitious and that's different. I'm very ambitious, but I just see it differently because it ties in, work ties in with the balance, right? For me, the way that I define success, right? I define success very much in link with my biggest asset, which is time. So for me, it doesn't make more sense to go, hey, I'm going to get a promotion next year. Well, I'm coming up for a promotion and it's the unspoken words that, hey, you know what, Ravi, you can get a promotion this year. I'm going to get you to become senior manager and now you're making an extra $10,000 a year. Okay, but it's unspoken because you've got now extra responsibilities, which means you may need to take more time to complete those tasks. That's the expectation, right? And everyone knows this is now going, oh, well, I can't just clock off at 4.30. I may need to take some work back home because I have, you know, requirements and deadlines that I need to follow. So, if it makes more sense for me to get $10,000 as a promotion, but I need to work an extra five hours a week, every single week, it doesn't really make sense to me, right? And so, what I'm trying to say here is that we are clearly just wasting, right? Wasting our time, our biggest asset on things that return as an investment close to zero. Like for me, I I won't get out of bed to make an extra hundred bucks a week on an extra five hours of work. That, That does not sit well with me at all. And then you've got things like tax and whatnot. So for me, it just made more sense that if I could go and work smarter while I'm continuing this ambition and this hunger for things, I want to go and find something I really enjoy. But at the same time, in the background, right, I'm still working. And if I'm working, I can get a mortgage, I will go and invest in real estate or I will go and invest in cryptocurrency because I can take the time to educate myself. Now, when it comes to education, when it comes to financial literacy, there are more people and and really take some responsibility here, some accountability when you look at your phone. Look at the screen time you have spent in the last week on your phone. You were spending, on average, when I've asked, you know, friends and family, I'm like, okay, I'm just curious. I want to see how much time you spend on the phone. And on average, I'm seeing about six to 10 hours a day on average on their phones. And when you see the apps that they're using, Instagram, usually number one, Facebook's up there, maybe YouTube because you listen to stuff on the background, you may be listening to this as well. That's fine, right? If you can, if you can justify wasting or utilizing that amount of time in a day to do something as meaningless as Instagram. Now, Instagram has a return on investment for a lot of different people different percentages, right? Now, if you have a business and you're running it purely through Instagram, well, then it's different, right? Now, it's that's technically work. But the people I don't get is they sit there and scroll and scroll and scroll meaningless. Like I, I could ask you, hey, what did you scroll on 30 seconds ago? And they wouldn't know because it just seems like it's a creature of habit. 
And this is how we're utilizing our biggest asset. But then when it comes to, oh, like maybe you should invest. No, no. Why would I waste my money doing that? Well, you're clearly wasting your biggest asset on dumb shit like scrolling on Instagram and seeing how other people are putting up their best versions of their life only for you to reflect on yourself and go, ooh, maybe I should have gone out tonight. Oh, but I have no friends. Oh, maybe I should have put out that photo, but I look fat. Guys, we need to take a moment here to be self-aware and realize that this is our biggest asset. You may have spent your last day, right? And, and if someone picks up your phone and you die tomorrow and they go, oh, look, they spent six hours yesterday on Instagram. Are you going to be okay with that? I know I won't be, right? And for me, I, I'm actively looking at even the fact that I do all this and I try and educate at scale. I try and respond to a lot of people. I try and actively reduce how many hours of screen time I have so that I can have more of a balanced approach. That might be going for a walk, might be going to the gym, might be just reading a book, maybe making plans, you know, writing out notes, self-reflecting. That for me is a better return on investment. So when people say, oh, you're lucky, Ravi, like you found what... No, no, no. It took hard work because I worked in a job where I was a graduate. I had dreams of going, oh, yeah, I'm going to work up the corporate ladder. It's going to be amazing, right? And I thank my first manager. Uh, She really made me realize this. And I don't think she realized that she made me realize this, but she had gone through the same thing right? Came in as a graduate, really big company and I was making good money, right? I was making $60,000 plus car allowance, plus they were taking care of my phone, my bills. It was amazing, right? And there was a moment there where she said, look, you know, you're working really well. The numbers are hitting, you know, you're doing good, a good job. But what happens next? And I said, okay, well, what happens next? And she goes, okay, well, you get promoted to this role. And then if we're looking at your career development, then you do this, 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 this. And she was 30 at the time, right? And I was 21. And I said, okay, so nine years from now, I could be where you are. And she's like, yeah, and you know, if you do really well, that's that's a fantastic place to be. And then I was like, okay, cool. So I, I, you know, I sort of sat with that for a while and I started thinking, I was like, for the nine years, I continue doing this to get into a position like she has in terms of the career. She's done really well for herself. But is there something else that I'm missing here? Is there something more I want? Because then I started, you know, deeper diving into her life. And I said, okay, so walk me through a day in your life. Walk me through your week. And she's like, oh, you know, I do this, I do this. And I clock off at like 6 p.m. And then I'm, you know, usually pick up the laptop again at like 9. And then she had some issues with her relationship because she was spending too much time at work. And for me, that was it. You know, it just clicked. And I was like, well, how are you okay with this? Like you're in a proper relationship, you love this person, but you are prioritizing work. And again, you know, this is meant to trigger a few people because you might be that person that you go sit there at 1 a.m. and you're on your laptop. For me, that doesn't sit well. I like the balance because for me, that's what success looks like. If I can actively go every morning and wake up and say, you know what, I was happy with yesterday because I spent time, you know, speaking to my mom, speaking to my dad, my brother, speaking to my friends, doing this, doing that, doing this. That was my week. I'm actually happy about that. And for me, a big focus and development area is going to the gym, right? I really want to get healthy because internally, you know, with COVID and all that, I took up that excuse as well. And there was, you know, some family issues and whatnot, but those were excuses I just, I made for myself to go, it's okay, I can be lazy, I don't need to go to the gym. So I put on weight. I started feeling like, you know, I was exhausted all the time. And so that's been a development area for the last few months, right? And so I've gone, you know, actively need to go to the gym. And without that, if, if I go and make a lot of money, I go and help a lot of people, but I'm not helping myself. I'm not going to be okay when I go for a shower, I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I feel like crap. 
or I'm going for a walk. Like what does five years, 10 years from now look like when I'm spending time with kids and I'm running around with them and I'm like, oh, I'm so fat, I can't run after you. That's not a life that I want to live. And so when I'm bringing it back to bringing value to you guys is what I want you to do is start questioning how are we spending our biggest asset being time and it might be that you you listen to this now in two weeks time you're doing the same shit again come back to this this is again my own my opinion my experience but what i'm trying to give you is uh you know permission to start questioning this permission to start going and getting rid of certain people in your life i'm not interested in catching up for coffee with someone i haven't spoken to for six months And then let alone if that person has never supported me or hasn't supported me in my business ventures or posts that I put up and sharing the word, why would I catch up for coffee with you? That's going to be like one hour of travel back and forth, sit there for two hours and fake chit chat about some random shit that I don't really care about. Because if we had something in common, we would have been talking for the last six months. I'm very comfortable with having five or six friends three or four, you know, people around me that I'm very close to that I speak to on a daily basis, I'm okay with that, right? But I think a lot of people have sort of built out this life where they're going, oh, well, I need to socialize because I go to a job I don't like and then I've got to do something on the weekends. But if I don't talk to anyone, well, well, I'm not going to have anyone to hang out with. Now you spiral out. And this is where I need you to start auditing your time and how you spend it. Realistically, you know, if if you're awake, in the day for about 15 or 16 hours a day and you spend two hours traveling back and forth to go to work and then you spend eight hours at work, you're spending greater than 50% of your waking hours from Monday to Friday, right? Greater than 50% doing something you do not like. That for me is very scary and is why I went from a job that paid me really well to then quitting had no plans, but I really wanted to taste. I wanted to test different things. And why I'm in this position today, and I'm very fortunate and grateful that I am, is purely because I took those chances. I went from a job that was paying me, you know, 15, 1600 bucks a week to two, three hundred dollars a week because I wanted to figure out how do how do I promote at nightclubs? How do I become a conveyancer? How do I run my own business? What are these things? What like, oh, you're telling me this? I'm curious, how does that work? And I tasted and tested and there were nights there that I didn't enjoy it. So what did that prompt me to do? Okay, cross that off the checklist. That might not be my calling. Next, what do I want to try? What do I want to do? Some people, you know, I don't really talk about this sort of stuff, but, you know, before being a buyer's agent, you know, what was I doing? You know, I had worked in the corporate field. I had numerous jobs that were amazing as well and huge perks. Then I went and, you know, got a diploma in conveyancing did that, got my license, went and did mortgage broking, got that, got my license, went and became a DJ, traveled overseas, did weddings overseas and nightclubs overseas, ran a wedding business, which was videography, photography, and did really well at that. And then ran nightclub events in Sydney. Like that's sort of been my last five, six, seven years. All the while I understood, hey, you know what? This might be temporary. I might go and try a hundred different things and I may not like what I find. But you know what? I will be okay when I turn 30 and I've gone, hey, you know what? 10 years of just testing and discovering myself, I'm okay with that. And you know what? I actually put in some effort to understand and educate myself about these financial instruments, these assets that I can go and invest in so that when I turn 30, 
I may have to do a job I don't like, but I may not have to do it for the next 30 or 40 years. I may have to only do it for 10 years. In that 10 years, I'll grow as a person. I'll realize with self-awareness what I like and what I don't like even further, which means then I, in turn, I'm able to do something I'm happy about when I'm 40 and I'm spending time with my kids. All right, that's how I've sort of positioned myself and, and I totally get it. Everyone's at different phases of life. You might be 50 now and you're realizing, oh shit, maybe I want to do something. You might be 20 or you may be 25, right? It's just everyone goes through this at different stages. But the only way you're going to do it is if you spend time actively trying to think about these things. If you suddenly go, well, I'm not thinking about it because my parents told me, go get a university degree, then I'll go get a job. Then after I get a job, then I found someone and I get married to them. And then after that, I'm going to have kids and I'm going to buy a house. Um, okay, but now you decide I want to do something I'm passionate about, but you can't because now you've got kids, you've got a mortgage that you can't pay for. Oh, okay, I've got responsibilities now. And now look how far up in the career, you know, corporate ladder I am. I'm making $150,000. Now for me to go back and try something different, I, I can't afford it. Because lifestyle creep happens. I, I totally get it. And it's okay. I think you should definitely enjoy lifestyle plus invest and do whatever else you need to do in yourself. But utilize your biggest asset. You guys are wasting it. And once you realize and, un, you know, have this untapped potential where you're like, if I spend two hours a week, right? Or two hours a day in the week. What, what's that going to return for me? Well, instead of me going to coffee with some random person for no return on investment, maybe I should take that time and think about myself. Now, a lot of people may view this and go, oh, like, look how arrogant he is. He just thinks he's more valuable than others or he values his time more than others. Well, the truth is, if I don't value my time, right, someone else will waste my time and I value my time a lot. So, I'm not saying that I'm better than anyone. I'm just saying that I look at things differently. I'm okay sitting on the couch and doing nothing by myself on a Friday night. But so many people are not okay with that. And that's caused, you know, a lack of self-awareness and a lack of self-confidence. So I guess to address the whole work part of it and, you know, utilizing your best asset or your most valuable asset being time, how are we going, oh, well, you know what? I don't want to take the next five years and forget about what anyone says and just use the next five years to try and test different things and taste different things and see if I really like something at the expense of what? Being five years behind everyone else? Like, you're going to do this for the next 40 years. For me, it just makes more sense when you do it earlier, when you've got less responsibility. But if you do it in a smart way, you're not actually falling behind. You're actually gaining a lot of momentum by trying to discover things you like because ultimately, it's not, the measure of success is not, oh, look how much I make now. Okay, well, you start plateauing out once you get to that level and then there's only certain levels you can go. Every four or five years, you'll get like a two or 3% promotion, you know, increase in pay and everyone gets happy about it. The reality is no one's going to get successful by just simply focusing on their career and that's it, right? Again, your version of success is very different to mine and so definitely take that with a grain of salt because I've explained and given you context around how I see it. For me, I want to be able to go and, you know, take, you know, pick my kids up from school. That's just something I've really wanted to do. Now, I can't do that if I stick to the corporate grind and I go, okay, I'm going to go buy a house for myself, you know, five bedrooms because, you know, why not? Do we need five bedrooms? <laughs> why aren't we having three? <laughs> right? And if we are going to go and get five bedrooms, well, for me, that's your biggest debt that you'll ever have is your house that you live in. So, why aren't we going in alternative ways as to how I can purchase that debt-free? 
Why isn't the question there? Like, oh, I've got to get a mortgage. Oh, like, oh, I've got a mortgage repayment. Why are we so scared about that? It's because we got taught that way. But then now you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s and 50s and you've gone, oh no, that's someone, someone taught me that at school or my parents taught me that and I've never questioned the system. What the hell? <laughs> get some, you know, accountability in your life to figure that out. And when it comes to, you know, a perfect segue into retirement, for me, retirement is financial freedom, doing what you love. Not this old school retirement thing where, oh, when you get to 60 or 65, little John, Johnny, when you get to 65, you then can retire and do whatever you like because the government's going to pay you and you get, you know, this thing called super because you kept paying money towards it. Um, well, no, the F you can't because you're 65. Suddenly my back hurts. Suddenly I can't go out because, you know, I've got gray hair and like, you know, after about two minutes of walking, I feel like I need to sit down. Now, I'm not saying every 65-year-old is like that. But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, it's an exaggeration, obviously. But what I'm saying is you don't, you don't get everything you want at 65. Why can't I have that life at 40? Why can't I have that enjoyment and understand I can do that at 30? Why aren't we questioning that? Why aren't you questioning it? I questioned it at 22, 23, 24, 25. I still question it. And that's why I'm so passionate about why I put content out like this at scale. And I will continue to do so. Whether there's one person or there's a thousand people. I am super grateful and supportive of the fact that you support this channel. But you're also taking accountability for yourself. A big way in showing, you know, that you like the content and support the channel is simply share this video with someone. That's it. You know, drop a like for the video and share it with someone because I don't know how many people are talking about it. And if there are others, definitely just point me in their direction because I'd love to have a conversation with them. These are the sort of things that I want to talk about. Not talk about, oh, like a gossip about this and that person and look what they were wearing and look at what they're doing at their wedding. Like, I don't care. You know, I've been through that, done that, and, and I feel like there's still people playing high school when they're in their 30s or definitely in their 20s, right? When it comes to balance, it's about how do we have this balance of life and lifestyle as well as having the mentality and maturity to go, you know what, I can't just go and have this instant gratification and I spend everything that I make today because Instagram told me to. Well, Instagram didn't tell you anything. It's what you put in and take out. It's who you follow and what you receive from that and interpret to go, oh, well, that's the life I want to live, right? Live within your means. Stop thinking about what other people are saying. It doesn't matter. No one gives a shit. They've got their own problems. They don't care about yours. They don't care about your problems. And if they care about your successes, well, unless they're trying to build you up, right? Or trying to go, you know, support you, they're only doing one thing, which is dragging you back down. Why are they bring you back down? Well, that's a reflection on them. You know, when people, you know, sometimes I get a comment here or there. It's like, oh, look at you. you know, what, what makes you think you can post about this stuff? It's like Joey Pants 99. Gary V talks about it all the time. It doesn't matter. That's more of a reflection on you. You got more time to waste on leaving negative comments, right? Instead of focusing on your own life and doing shit for yourself. If you don't like the content, don't watch it. It's simple. It's like when you come across something on YouTube or you come across a person you don't like, just simply don't talk to them. Like it's not that hard. Oh no, I've got to talk to them. You no, know, you're not in high school anymore. You're not going to go see the same person in your class and you know hate the fact that they're there. You don't need to do that. You know, you're an adult and I don't know how old you are when you're listening to this, but at the end of the day, these are just concepts and facts that you know I think about, I reflect on in my own life and how I can spread this to more people because I know it definitely can affect and help some people. 
it might be really triggering something for you that, hey, maybe I don't need to go see that negative person. That could be your parents. That could be your uncle and auntie. If they're negative, why are you around that? Because you do realize you're going to put that shit out as well, right? And so when I look at balance, it's about going, how do I have the balance of financial health? How do I have balance of mental health, happiness, self-awareness? These are the concepts I talk about. I'm not interested in, oh, you know, like, oh, Ravi, you know, you've got this many properties, but look at that guy. He's got that many. Okay, awesome. I'm okay living in my own lane. And you know what? I only do things that I think are right for myself, for my family, and the immediate 10 people, all right, six to 10 people that I care about on a daily basis. That's all, right? For me, I'm not interested in being number one buyer's agent, right? I've already said this before. I'm not interested in two, 3,000 clients and look at this, I'm doing this and this. Now, there's people out there that want those things. Awesome, go do it right? But for me, that's not success. Success for me is going, how do I build long-term relationships with people where actively I've come here with a purpose to help people. And if I can do that with 10, 15, 100 to 200 people, I'm happy, right? Once I hit the quota of clients I want, that's it, right? If you are interested in sort of getting that real talk and figuring out what your finances and where your real estate journey could lead to, definitely in the link in the description below, you can book in a strategy session. That's 45 minutes video call with myself. We really break it down. It's, it's about how you can actively take ownership and go and move further in your life to go, hey, you know what? I don't want to live life like the traditionalist way because you know what? 99% of the people around you, I can tell you now, hate their jobs, and go to a job that they don't like, doing things that they don't like to impress people they don't like, right? And they do it for the next 40 years and then question why they're not happy, right? And at that point, it's going to be too late because you can't make those changes. You can't make the small steps. Then there's no balance, right? Well, I, I often get people when they're starting at like 25 and they're like, oh, you know, is it going to be hard? Well, no, it's not going to be at 25. You're going to just have to make small steps. You know, purchasing one property every two years for the next 10 years, you will do exceptionally well. You know, invest in other things, learn about these things. You don't have to put in as much time. Versus when you're starting at 50, 60, 70, you've only got this much time to try and get the lifestyle of what takes this much time here. So you want to purchase and you want to, you know, like enjoy the benefits of those instantly. That's a lot harder to do. That's why I say when it comes to balance, it's the earlier you can start, the smaller the steps you need to make in order to live that life. And you can start right now. You know, it's it's not that hard. The fact that you're here, if you listen all this way, you know, I really do appreciate it. But this is, you need to thank yourself that you're actively putting in time to get yourself educated about something that you may not have questioned before. And it directly links in with purpose. If you can find something that, you find purpose in your day or do things that give you purpose in the day, you are going to live a happier life. Now, I know that on this channel, we talk about personal finance, but I like to talk about happiness and mental health because, you know, finances isn't everything. And I've really realized this as I've matured through my 20s to go, oh, it's not just about the job you have or it's just about the title or the status. It's not about that. It's more than that. And it's different for people. For me, I might want to live in a house that's only worth 200k regional town somewhere and, and be okay with that. I'm not, but that could be me. But there's others out there that go, hey, you know what? I'm making $50,000 and I'm, I do this on the side and I'm happy with it. That's okay, right? We don't need to compare everyone on the same damn metric that got created like 150 years ago, if not longer than that, 
on dumb shit. Now you can take ownership and now that you have the internet, the phone, like you've got so much information available to you. If you're simply sitting there and wasting your biggest asset being time on dumb shit to impress dumb people, then I think you've already lost. There's still time if you're starting early. Definitely start, you know, having those conversations. Share this with someone that also you feel like needs to understand this and you've maybe tried to convince them of something. Have these conversations. That's my whole purpose of this channel is to make taboo topics more accessible and okay to talk about. Guys, thank you so much for, again, you know, joining me on another episode, whether it's the podcast or on YouTube. If you haven't already, subscribe to the channel and I will catch you guys in the next video. Thanks, guys.